Welcome to the Ben and Walker Movie Show. I am your co-host, Ben Davis, joined by my other co-host, Walker Holt. And we're excited to have a conversation with you about one of our favorite things in the world, Glen Coco. You go, Glen Coco! And homeschool kids who turn into bullies. Uh, I might know a thing or two about that. Uh, <laughs> if this is your first time being here with us, welcome. We are so glad to have you. And while you're here, be sure to smash that subscribe button so you can stay up to date with all the latest content that we have for you guys. And if you enjoy your time with us today, uh, leave us a like, share us around, and of course, comment down below with your thoughts on today's show. And don't be mean-spirited like the people in the movie we're talking about. Um, this is our monthly deep dive episode where we pick a movie to discuss, usually a movie that is celebrating an anniversary of some kind, uh, one that has like a sequel, a prequel, a spinoff coming out, like the movie we're talking about today. Uh, one that we want to discuss to celebrate like an actor or a director or one where we're celebrating a holiday um, and really go into the film, just dive into it and discuss how we felt about it when we first saw it compared to how we feel about it now, the Rotten Tomatoes score, get into some fun facts, which should totally be taken extremely seriously uh, and wrap up the show, giving out awards to best scenes and moments, worst scenes and moments, best performance, uh, Does This Make Sense Award, which is kind of like a plot hole award, any uh, nitpicks we have with the film, and uh, finally give out MVP of the movie. But before I pitch to my esteemed co-host, uh, I must introduce our special guest this week, my my better half through all walks of life, Carly Davis. How's it going, honey? Hi. Thank you guys so much for having me on. I love this movie. I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, thank you for coming on. It's been a while since you've been on. I can't remember the last one we did together. What was it? Maybe yeah, knocked you know, up? I can't think of what it was either. Knocked was up? Long time ago. At least two years ago. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, And as always, ladies and gentlemen, my better half on the pod, Walker. What's going on, man? Things are good. Things are good. It's feeling it's feeling great in Wilmington. It's uh it's about seventy degrees. Got all the windows open. It's been beautiful all weekend. I've pretty much taken advantage of that by watching a bunch of movies. So that's that sucks. I never <laughs> went outside. Um, oh, oh I, 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 sorry. I don't know how this machine works. You know, oh, yeah, I'm still coming back up. Uh, sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but it's been nice. It's been a good weekend been pretty relaxing it's good to have you on carly it's the first time we've actually officially met face to face so it's a pleasure yeah right back at you yeah this will be fun we're, we're gonna be talking about a fun movie today um moving on to our, our main topic of course uh, a movie that is totally fetch i'm gonna make that a thing eventually <laughs> mean girls which we are discussing in honor of the musical that is currently out in theaters right now Mean Girls is directed by Mark Walter, uh, Mark Waters, uh, stars Lindsay Lohan, Rachel McAdams, uh, Lacey Chabert, uh, Lizzie Kaplan, uh, Daniel Franzisi, Franzisi, that's how you say it, um, mm -hmm. John, Jonathan Bonet, Amanda Seyfried, Tina Fey, Tim Meadows, and Amy Poehler. If you aren't familiar with Mean Girls, the plot synopsis reads like such, according to Google. Teenage Katie Heron, and I'm going to mess this up all the time because I want to say ca uh, Candy so bad, or Caddy. <laughs> so you want to say Candy? 
I do. I just want to put an in. Yeah. I want to put an in in there. Um, was educated in Africa by her scientist parents. Uh, when her family moves to the suburbs of Illinois, Katie finally gets to experience public school and gets a quick primer on the cruel tactic laws of popularity that divide her fellow students into tightly knit cliques. She unwittingly finds herself in the good graces of an elite group of cool students dubbed the Plastics. But Katie soon realizes how her shallow group of new friends earned the nickname. Um, So, like I said earlier, we're talking about Mean Girls because there's currently a a musical version out in theaters right now. I think on last week's episode, I I think I briefly gave my thoughts on it. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's also another reason we're discussing it. It's celebrating its 20th anniversary coming up in April of this year, which is just insane. Can you guys believe that? This movie's 20 years old. No, that this is probably the the uh, the toughest one to 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 accept. Yeah. Elf was tough, but this one's probably the toughest. Yeah, for sure. Elf still feels like a kid movie, so it's okay if it gets a little bit older. But this was very much high school, like, starting to emerge into adulthood. So if it's old, then Mm -hmm. we've got issues. If it's old, then we're old. Um, This movie doesn't really feel as old as it is because it's aged so well in so many ways, though. And it, it feels timeless in some ways. And not in others, and I'm sure we'll get to that. And it caught on so big with people from our generation. You know, this movie really came out at the perfect time, too, because this is before, you know, social media became like a huge thing. You had Rachel, or not Rachel McAdams, but Lindsay Lohan uh, in it, who was on the cusp of a career breakout. Like, with people our age, she was huge. She was in The Parent Trap. She was in um, Get a Clue, the Disney Channel movie, and Freaky Friday. Um, And then you had Rachel McAdams, who I remember seeing in that Rob Schneider movie that I'm forgetting the name of. Um, The Hot Chick? The Hot Chick, thank you. Um, This is like her first big movie, but after this, she had The Notebook in the same year. Um, And that's just a couple of the reasons this movie really caught on. Um, when did you guys first see Mean Girls? And of course, how does it compare to how you feel about it now? But also, why do you think it stayed so popular over the years? I, as usual, couldn't possibly tell you the first time I saw it. These all kind of blend together in my head and going back through adolescence. But I think it it's hard to differentiate the years or the times that I've watched it more recently because it's just so quotable. You know, it's in so many conversations that I have with, with people that I graduated high school with and with our friend group, it just, it feels like we've, we've seen it a lot more often. Um, But I hadn't rewatched it until we did our rewatch. And all I could think was, wow, you know, this is the point where now I'm identifying with the adults in the movie. Our friends are the ones that are in the teacher roles. And we're saying, oh, this reminds me of this person. And this reminds me of this person. And, and we checked in uh, Tina Fey's character is 32 years old, which is how old I am right now. So it's a, it was a moment where you stop, stop identifying with uh, any of the high school kids and start thinking, oh, gosh, this is, yeah. It's like when you start agreeing with the parents in Disney movies, you have a problem. 
I had that experience with Avatar The Way of Water. I remember when it was we were discussing it and I was like, you know, back in the day, I would have related to like the uh, uh, the youngest boy in the family. Um, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, oh, God, I wouldn't have known. Uh, I wouldn't know his name if I watched no. it yesterday. Uh, it's, it's, it's slipping my memory, but I was like, no, I actually related to Jake more. And I was like, oh, God. Oh, God. oh no, I've, I've become <laughs> I've become the dad. That's what I've become. Um, Walker, what about you? Like, when was the first time you saw it? Like, I'm probably gonna get kicked off the pod. I, you know, I, I, I've definitely seen parts of it. I definitely knew a lot of the quotes, um, mm-hmm. and I know a lot of the jokes, and I've probably seen the entire movie in pieces before. I mean, there was nothing surprised me in the movie. I kind of knew what was coming next the whole time. It's possible the other night was the first time I've coherently like watched it beginning to end the Wow. Uh I I uh now I could be wrong, but I I, I don't think I ever sat down and watched okay. it. But um well, I your I, services are no longer needed today. Um <laughs> I bid you farewell. No, no, keep going. I I I mean, in terms of why I think it stayed so popular over the years, I think it just had its finger on the pulse so well for 2004. You know, I think it, um, I think it, it's tough to, to not be, you know, hello fellow kids. Um, and it's, and, and the fact that they could really be relatable and, and, you know, 2004 is when I was in high school. Um, I, I don't know. I don't, I wonder how well it plays for the kids today. I, uh, I don't, it's hard to, I mean, in terms of, I mean, I I haven't seen the the musical yet. I'm going to see it this week, but I wonder, is there, is it updated at all for like modern? They update certain things, but it's pretty much the same movie beat for beat with some music added in some things taken out for, you know, to kind of spice it up to make it more appropriate for today, I guess. Um, I, I didn't love it. I thought it was fine. But this movie, I I, I love. Um, you know, much like you guys, like, I don't remember. Well, I remember the first time I watched it. I, I knew of this movie, and I remember, like, all the quotes, of, you know, and, and all the sayings and all that stuff. And I remember it sweeping the MTV Movie Awards in 2005 and being very upset that my favorite movies weren't winning. Um, but I think it, it, the reason I knew all that stuff is because I had two older sisters who this really appealed to. And it wasn't really until what Carly, like 2015, the summer of 2015, where Corey, our, our friends, Corey and Sarah realized that I hadn't seen it. And they're like, Oh, Oh, we're watching this right now. We're watching this right now. And I was just taken aback because, you know, the quotes are funny, even without the context. But when you give in the context of it, this movie's hilarious. It's sharp. It's witty. It's like really like biting in some ways about how mean teenagers can be and how clicky they can be. But it never, like you said, Walker, it never comes across as like, Hello, fellow kids. Let me tell you how to do things. Now, it relates to the kids in a way. Um, and watching it today, I felt like Carly. I was like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm no longer related to the kids. I'm like seeing the teachers and the students and be like, oh, my God, how do you guys deal with this? Or the, the teachers and the like 
the principals and stuff. I'm like, how do you deal with this every day? This is stressful. Teachers aren't paid nearly enough. <laughs> um, but I, I watch it. To, I, I think it, I think this is still like really freaking funny. It is funny. It's very funny. I, I um, I think it gets better and better as it goes too. I, 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 I prefer the second act significantly more than the first act. And then I prefer the third act over that. I think it gets, it gets better and better as the movie goes on. Yeah. It just feels so much like, like you said, Walker, like 2004, you know, it, (laughs) you'd have that feeling where it actually looks like the high school that I went to high school in and they have the same, kind of worn flyers on the walls and things aren't quite put away right the way that they should be. It doesn't look like a movie set. It looks like mm-hmm. a high school. And the those biting one-liners are kind of the same way where it's, that's the kind of wit that that we really liked, you know, my freshman, sophomore year. And I wonder now if we were to watch it with somebody who had recently graduated with high, from high school, if they would feel the same way or if it would feel weird to them. Well, there's a big absence in this movie, and that is what in what's in high school today, which is social media. There really mm-hmm. isn't any. Um, they put a little bit of that in the new movie. Yeah. Um, it would fit right into the movie. It yeah. Just, right. um, they put a little bit of but that. So many of the plot devices the just wouldn't work if they had the technology access that we have. Do they make it work in the new one? They do. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, they make it work in the new one, um, like the burn book and what they do with that and everything. Uh, it's less dramatic than copying it and throwing it everywhere and stuff like that. Um, but it catches on in this very special time, like I was saying earlier, right before social media boom hits, like around when was it, Walker, 2005? Yeah, I'd say five, six probably is when it, it's I got Facebook in 2006 and I felt like I was late to the game, but I was probably yeah. like, it. I think it was 2004 is when it launched in, in college, maybe. Yeah, I might. Uh, I remember my brother got Facebook and MySpace in like 2006 as well. <laughs> Brothers yeah. and sisters. And I, I got a MySpace in 2007. Do what? There should have been some MySpace. Was that around then? Probably. I mean, it was probably pretty fresh. Maybe not when it was being yeah. made. Maybe not in yeah. late 2002 or 2003 when it was being filmed. And But it was right on the cusp. Because yeah. it really did fit. It would have seamlessly fit into the movie. And it's pretty mm-hmm. amazing that they they still, I don't even know how to say it, but they still like almost captured the essence of social media without it somehow. Like they, It still felt like the same sort of gossip uh circles and rumor spreading and, and things like, like that, that yeah. somehow they did it without social media um it's like the it, Marilyn manson rumor everyone heard that rumor but like how did we hear that rumor who started that rumor kind of thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but yeah i i i think this movie like it's hard to say because you know i'm not a teenager but i still think this movie the message and everything in it really hold up i still think the humor really holds up minus a couple things like this movie still really works and it's like a a really crisp and smooth hour and a half yeah like hour and a half hour 45 minutes it's really breezy and i i love movies like that movies today are really long i know and i'm a grumpy old man that keeps complaining about it yeah it's nice to it's nice for it to feel like a 87 minute movie or something and still 
feel like you, you spend a good time with it. It doesn't take up your entire afternoon. Yep. It's not like watching as much as I love it. Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah. Four hours. Or to be more relevant, uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, which is like three and a half. Yeah. Um, but at the time, the Rotten Tomato score is pretty high. Like critic consensus was pretty good on this. The Rotten Tomato score still sits at 84%. Um, it says elevated by a brilliant screenplay and outstanding ensemble cast. Mean girls finds fresh female fronted humor in the high school experience. Uh, Carly, do you agree with this score? I agree with that score. I mean, it's not perfect. It's, there are, there are things in the movie that are a little overdone. Um, you know, the, the animal scenes get me every time they kind of take me out of the moment, but overall it's fun. It's enjoyable. And it's supposed to be a little exaggerated. It's supposed to be a little weird. So I get why it wouldn't be for everybody, but I think that high score makes sense. Yeah. What about you, Walker? What do you say? Yeah, it's very, very close. I, I, I mean, I rated it, uh, on Friday night when I watched it. Uh, and I, I ended up on an 81. I, mm. I always, I, I, I don't know if I like it or don't like it whenever I feel so close. Like, cause I don't, I mean, I, I try not to like look at other scores so it doesn't like influence me before I rate it yeah. myself. But um, I ended up on an eighty-one, which is in which is like in that world of like gotta see it. Yeah, like, that's a, that's a know, must I mean, see on our scale. Yeah. That's must see. Yeah. yeah, anywhere between that one hundred and eighty. Um, yeah. I would be pretty high on this. I I would probably be around the ninety ninety-one. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's the freshness of it, the quickness of it, the nice little message you have in there, how funny it is, how sharp it is, how witty it is. I, I think this movie excels because of the script and Tina Fey. Um, and that's why it's, it stayed relevant. Um, the audience score, however, was shockingly low. It was like 66%. That doesn't make sense to me. I would, no. I would, I would guess the audience score would be at like 94. Right. And I would guess it would get review bombed in the, in the positive way. You know, just constant, like 100 out of 100, you know, just nothing but good scores. It really surprises me that it's that low. Feels, yeah, it feels like something, something's amiss. Yeah. That happened a similar thing with uh, the 2002 Spider-Man. It's got like an 81% from critics. And then it's like in the 60s for fans. And it's like, eh, that seems off. A lot of people love that movie. Um, but yeah, I mean, good score. I agree with the consensus. I, I think that's a, it's a great consensus. Sometimes they don't always knock it out of the park, but this one's good. Um, but let's move into some fun facts here. Uh, in the scene where Katie was asked if her muffin was buttered, the line was originally going to be, is your cherry popped? The same went for the girl who made out with the hot dog. This was going to be masturbated with a hot dog. These were omit- omitted in favor of, or in order for the film to gain a PG-13 rating instead of an R. Uh, the scene in which Katie walks in on Jason and Gretchen kissing in her party is much different in the first draft of the script. Originally, she walks in on Gretchen performing oral sex on Jason. No nudity or nothing graphic. But this was subsequently cut um, from the final print in order to achieve a PG-13 rating. Um, again, I would, I would say, like, if this movie came out today if you put all these things in there i still think it would get a pg-13 rating that seems a little little harsh 
if there's no nothing in there and it's just suggested, that, that seems weird. And also, I think I would say if the musical hadn't come out and they just did like a modern retelling, this movie would be R. I think they would. Be I, should, I think it shouldn't dumb. be though. I mean, I think it needs to be a PG thirteen movie. And I, I and I'm glad, and I'm glad it is a PG thirteen movie. And I um, I mean, I, I doubt that would that would warrant an R today. But twenty years ago, I mean, it, yeah. you know the world gets more and more desensitized as it goes on. Um, and I'll say muffin buttered is, is a much funnier line. It is. I think that's, that, that yeah. definitely would be a better, uh, they should have put that in there anyway. Yeah. The muffin buttered is, is funnier than the, because uh, that is something you would go up and say to somebody and they would go, what cherry popped is very on the nose and very obvious. Yeah. Because the 11 year old plastics need to need to, be able to see this movie i think <laughs> uh, yeah yeah I, I i i agree with that i think uh pg-13 rating is the way to go but i could see if someone wanting to push this rating to r you seem to be in disagreement i mean i just don't McCarley. i think walker's right the the context of this movie it has to be pg-13 that you can't have an r-rated movie that has this kind of a plot line to it where the main cast is supposed to be 16 years old that it just doesn't work. Uh, uh, American pie. Super bad. Yes. Don't get me started. <laughs> well, American pie. Too, like that is, yeah. yeah, it's warranted. American pie has not aged very well. Super bad has some stuff that hasn't aged well, but still it, that there's, there's not, I don't think there's really any nudity in super bad. Is there? there's just a lot of swearing. Yeah, I mean, but there's, I mean, it's, it's pretty adult. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it, just the, the dialogue in general is pretty, pretty <laughs> I mean, just grotesque. in the opening five yeah. minutes. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. Pretty stiff. Yeah. No pun intended. Um, and I think both of those, though, have, have that element of adults or maybe young adults, but adults still looking backward and kind of yeah. retroactively imposing glory days on, on their adolescence, on their uh, high school experience. Mean Girls, I don't think does that. I think Mean Girls is no. for a teenage audience, or we. Yeah, it's just two different audience. films too. They just have different tones. I mean, they they. I mean, that, that is a good point with American Pie and Superbad. I, I I that opened up a different like thought in my head. But it's still, it's just it would change the movie. I think if it, it if they would. went for an R, it wouldn't have the broad appeal. Like Superbad is still talked about, but it's talked about in a very different way as opposed to something like Mean Girls, which you can show a, a, someone in middle school or someone who's about to go into middle school. You can't do that, or you shouldn't do that, um, with like something like Superbad. It's different. It's very different. Um, but staying on that same topic, it was becoming difficult to keep the wide-set vagina joke to receive the PG-13 rating, uh, the director you'd argued that it was sexist because the film Anchorman had a similar dialogue and still received the PG-13 rating. I agree. Mm-hmm. That is sexist yep. and stupid. You can say penis, yeah. but you can't say, say vagina. Yeah, I mean, that, that is dumb. And uh, I mean, it's always interesting when people... Um, you know, raise comparisons to other films. And I remember... Um, Maybe Zach and Miri got a lot of um, flack, I guess, about like the 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 corn scene, 
and uh, they referenced uh, like I think they wanted to give him like NC seventeen or something for it, and um, and and they were like, well, Jackass has literal. It's it, you know like it, it was just the comparison was interesting. Yeah, it, it's it's weird. The MPA is or MPA, I guess it is now, is a flawed system. Very flawed. Do you think that would um, still be contentious now? I mean, I think there's there's so much no. more awareness now that yeah. bodies are not a thing to not talk about. And I don't think that that would be as nearly as much of a problem right now. No, I, don't either. I agree. Yeah. Um, initially, Lindsay Lohan was cast as Regina, but she decided to play the nice girl. So the public would not base her real personality on Regina's. Rachel McAdams was chosen to play Mean Girl Regina George because only nice girls can play Mean Girls, according to the producer. Now there is some conflicting reports with this. Um, I also read where um, Lindsay Lohan wanted to be cast as Regina George, but because of Freaky Friday. They did, and all the other Disney stuff. They didn't want her in that type of role, but regardless, I think the perfect casting happened here. I agree. Um, I think it's cast correctly, and I think it um, it works very well with the casting. It's mm-hmm. an interesting tidbit. That's also like, like I said, I rattled off like three movies that Lindsay Lohan had done and they were all Disney movies. They're all associated with kids. Um, and there's also like teen, t- uh, confessions of a teenage drama queen, I think came out like a month or two before this too. Um, so yeah, that, that, that makes sense to keep her in the nice core, nice girl as it were role. Um, uh, yep. As I said, this is the first non Disney uh, movie Lindsay Lohan stars in. Gotta even put that fun fact in here. Yeah, the um, Parent Trap's such a banger. I like that was a big that was a big movie in my house. Yeah, yeah, it's a great one, man. It taught me the secret, the delicious secret that is peanut butter Uh. and Oreos. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They used to be my go-to movie that I would watch when I was sick. (laughs) It was like my brother's favorite movie. He watched it constantly. Uh, this is Amanda Seyfried's first film role playing Karen Smith. She's so good in this. I mean, she's it's so she's funny great. that her role in this though, because she does so many other like really serious and and heavy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the the what, what's it called? Theranos. Thera. The the Elizabeth Holmes TV show. The dropout that she did. Oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. On Hulu. Um, it's completely. Well, actually, it's not. They're both kind of oddball roles but uh different different agenda the um i love her in this movie i think she's hysterical i think she's she's she she nails what she's going for <laughs> she does she's marvelous um yeah she's not known for for doing stuff like this although she is she has done comedy she's great in ted too <laughs> which by the way ted the tv show shout out hilarious i'm just about to start that tonight maybe have fun um Amy I haven't Poehler. seen a single part of it, but you just you laughing hysterically next to me while I'm sleeping has been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There is a lot of jokes that are really freaking funny. It's set in the 90s. It's it's nice. Um, 
Amy Poehler, who plays uh, Mrs. George, the cool mom, is only seven years older than her on-screen daughter, Rachel McAdams. Similarly, Lindsay Lohan and Rachel McAdams played characters who attend the same school and are in the same grade, despite the eight-year age difference between the two actresses, Lindsay Lohan being younger than Rachel McAdams. It's crazy. (laughs) Movies always do this. When you were reading just the opening um, and reading like the cast and everything, every time Amy Poehler's name comes up, I keep laughing. Um, like Jess loves that uh, Baby Mama movie. Have you seen that with mm-hmm. Tina yeah. Fey and Amy Poehler? And like when they're when <laughs> she, every time she sees Amy Poehler, um, there's the scene where they're like in like the birthing class or whatever, and they're like, um, you know, is anyone thinking about using drugs for their birth? <laughs> <laughs> just constantly it's like (laughs) it's so funny (laughs) i think it's that's a good one i whenever i think of amy poehler i think of uh parks and rec yeah she's so good leslie no also andy dwyer yeah that's funny (laughs) the do you want a little bit of alcohol? Because if you're going to drink, I'd rather you do it in the house. Like, that's one of those things where I know, like, I remember hearing parents say that in high school. I won't point at any specific parents, but I know that that was a line. And now I'm wondering which came first. Was that a thing that parents said, so she said it? Or was that a thing that she said, so it so it took on? I bet it was already a thing. Uh, it I was bet, definitely I bet already a thing. Based it on experience. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think, I think the, uh, that was teasing something that she had gone through. Like Walker said, actual experience. Um, this is the first, uh, feature film screenwriting, uh, by Tina Fey. This is her debut. She nailed it. She knocked it out of the park. She mostly sticks to TV now. Um, and, and stuff, but. I really wish she would do another movie. Yeah, she's, she's great. She's great in everything. Yeah, she's really funny. Great on SNL. Uh, I know 30 Rock is a show a lot of people love. I've, I've only seen a few episodes. I've never seen it, and I, I hear it's great. I'm sure yeah. I would love it. Yeah. Uh, Tina Fey envisioned backgrounds for all the characters. If any of the actors had questions for the character, she would fill in the blanks for them. That is really awesome and detailed work. And it really shows too. Yeah. I mean, the character is the best part of this movie. I think, I think this is just full of, of well-written and, mm-hmm. and well-performed um, characters from top to bottom. That's probably, I mean, it's my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. Completely agree. Um, yeah. They all feel really land- well-formed and you can see the relationships kind of under the surface too yeah they all feel like um natural in their performances and i think that's why that's another reason why it might have aged as well it's very detailed mm-hmm. um the slang term fetch short for fetching was invented by tina fey she didn't want to use an expression teenagers actually use because she didn't want it to become dated or outdated later that is genius yeah it's perfect and it's the perfect it's like riz now i mean it it's ahead of its time and 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 another reason it's aged so well 
Yeah, because it's still that's part of the joke is it's not a thing. Stop trying to make it a thing. <laughs> so even when you say it, it's still it, it catches on. It's totally fetch. Um, yeah, that 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 is a bit of genius writing by Tina Fey. Love it. Alrighty, guys, but let's move ahead to our award section. Um, we have best scenes and moments starting up. Now, listen, I tried to normally like get this down to like a, a solid 10, but sometimes I have difficulty because there's just so many things to discuss. Um, the opening homeschooled kid joke <laughs> is so damn funny. You have you like, know. The, I know I would know homeschooled five years. Um, <laughs> what she say? She says something about like overly religious God invented the bolt remington uh, action rifle to defend us against the dinosaurs and the homosexuals. That is good. So freaking funny. Um, I always appreciate a good homeschool joke. They're always funny. Um, introduction of the plastics. Pretty iconic. Oh yeah, just getting carried, Rachel McAdams getting carried by the was it the football team or something like that? Have you ever seen the Heather's? No, with Christian Slater. It uh, yeah. th- this movie reminds me of it a lot. I mean, it's way more. It's darker. I mean, it's it's a comedy, but it's it's a comedy that ends with like like a like a like a death, school right? violence. Yeah, and yeah. um and uh, but it's very like it's like black comedy satire i mean it's um and they, i think they made it into a musical just like mean girls but it's very i mean the heathers is a clique of of four or a few girls named the he- heather yeah at the school which is um it reminds me of it a lot the heathers um katie meets the plastics so i love this sequence mostly because of the interaction and the one dialogue of oh, you're so pretty Thank you. Oh, so you agree. You agree that you're pretty. Uh, uh, I mean, oh, what's this? It's like that subtle, like little jabs. And it's so catty and it is so accurate to how I've seen um, certain people talk when I was in high school. It was yeah. so realistic. That, and can you give us some privacy? And then this is the privacy just talking behind the hand <laughs> yeah. when she's up and a half away from them. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny they all sit on one side of the table too. Mm -hmm. That is weird. Like like they're like open for like an audience if they need one. Mm -hmm. Open to judge, so they can look out and judge everybody. (laughs) You get to see how awkward Katie is in that scene too, because you know she does the little like the shoulder shrug of I don't know where to sit and how to how to navigate somebody talking to her when Janice is expecting her on the other side of the room, and then. Karen's if you're from Africa then why are you white <laughs> just that, that <laughs> whole interaction and their facial expressions it's so well done yeah it's well performed it's good yeah yeah you mentioned the body language of Lindsay Lohan it's terrific like the shoulders forward head down like don't really feel confident don't really want to be seen and then as the movie progresses she goes into that confidence walking chest high you know face up um it's really nice little detail by Lindsay Lohan. Um, 
the line, my God, Danny DeVito, I love your work, gets a laugh every time. Yeah, this was probably the hardest I laughed yeah. during the movie. I, I I did not know that line. I was not familiar with it and thought it was hysterical when I heard it. Yeah, it caught a, a hard laugh from me. Uh, almost woke up the girl this morning laughing at it. <laughs> um, no, he's my first cousin. He's not my cousin. Yeah, she's really funny, and I, I mean, I think she's so, she just plays this idiot so well. I think it's great. It's so funny, and then like she keeps staring at him, and then looking at him, and waving, and then eventually goes over to him in the party. Real funny. Um, Regina giving her version of the backstory between her and Janice, and the backhanded compliment. That's the thing that also sticks out. The, oh my God, where'd you get that skirt? It's 90s. It's from my mom. Oh, it's so gorgeous. Walks away. That is so hideous. (laughs) So fake and mean and messed up. Yeah, I like the skirt kind of. I I did too. I like the skirt and the bracelet. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, The talent show. The audience reaction is just so funny because, again, I'm seeing myself as a father now being in the audience watching this, how like uncomfortable and like, oh, God, like I would be if I saw this. I I like the first performance, too. I forget the kid's name, the the boy. But when he's like rapping and then afterwards, like, thanks, guys, have a good night. (laughs) Yes. Uh, this is, of course, I remember talent shows and them making us do like that. I only did one because it was a horrible experience, but they made us do the routine ahead of time and they had to like check our outfits and everything like that. And then there's this chaos that's just happening on screen where they're, they're in these ridiculous skimpy dresses and Kevin has this rap like. I don't remember. I did one talent show and it was a really bad experience. I, I it was very embarrassing Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was in thinking back on it, it's even worse we did um have you ever seen grease too of course it would be grease <laughs> <laughs> but there's a song called prowling which is it was in fourth grade and it was unbelievably inappropriate song for fourth grade. <laughs> unbelievable and it was me and the rest of the t-birds <laughs> and i was the lead singer and they like dropped down to their knees like come on and tell us johnny what's the secret of and i was <laughs> And uh, I had a toy. Who like, were the other T-Birds? I don't want to say. Um, <laughs> I don't want to say. Oh, like that I definitely know who they were. Or you, uh, can you God, tell how... me like after the show? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do I know them? You know one of them at least. Um, <laughs> it, um, I had a toy microphone stand that uh, it was like plastic with it rose up and had a microphone. And then in the bottom had a little speaker on it that you could like do a little karaoke in your house or something yeah i just didn't think they'd have that kind of like equipment at the talent show i didn't think they'd have microphones and things like that they had a full thing but there's like scenes in the movie where he like spins the microphone by the cord and like throws it up and catches it and like uses the microphone stand and like dances and sings with it and i and we practiced a lot like they came over to my house a lot and we practiced it and um when we got on stage, it was not as cool as we thought it was. 
it was so embarrassing. I was so scared. And like, I remember just singing, just kind of prowling. And uh, I looked out and saw my dad in the audience. And he was like, he was like acting like he was spinning the mic. He's like, come on, get it. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to (laughs) die. And uh, and then the next year we planned on doing Sister Hazel for you. And then it was like, actually, let's just not do it. (laughs) That's awesome. That's pretty, it's pretty low point. See, I I, uh, I never did a talent show, but Carly, what did you do for your talent show? You don't I have to say it if you don't instantly want Instantly bringing this up, although... Because I did not this. know about this. We So this was fifth grade, I think. Um, and I was very quiet in fifth grade, like talked to almost no one just very introvert in the back of the class. And uh, somehow me and two of my friends got it into our heads that we were going to do a choreographed dance to Joan Jett's I Love Rock and Roll. And and it happened publicly. <laughs> um, Is this on tape? No, no, I don't even I don't even know. So I can't I can't contact Larry and Amy and see if I'm sure they came because they're wonderful and supportive parents, but I don't, I must've blacked all of that out. I have no idea what happened. I know Heather made the, uh, made the choreography and we practiced in my hallway at, at the house and, uh, fell a lot, but I, I very vividly recall them looking over our outfits and saying, um, my pants were too tight. We just had on like white t-shirts and black pants. And they they wouldn't let me wear the pants that I wanted to wear because they were too tight. And I was like, "The pants? What do you want?" Uh, so I think it's hilarious that they're in these really skimpy dresses. Yeah, yeah. The the really skimpy dresses, the the skipping of the CD player, and that being a whole thing, and they have to pause midway, and then she saves them. Katie saves them by her singing, which is you know funny because Lindsay Lohan was like a talented singer, I think probably still is a talented singer um but yeah i have i have no cool talents shows to tell you guys about none I'm the lame kid you here have all the cool talents uh i don't think i think you come out on top i don't think <laughs> yeah, i don't think our stories were super cool <laughs> everybody regrets their talent show experience <laughs> well and the, uh, the movie even points to that right because they had this catastrophe where the cd skipped and then gretchen kicked it into jason's face and like broke his nose and they gloss over that completely and then at the end they're like wow that's the best it ever went <laughs> it's just complete <laughs> catastrophe <laughs> injured and bleeding at the end and this is of course where the iconic stop trying to make fetch happen happens it's great it's a good line good line good scene uh Karen tells Katie about her fifth sense. It's <laughs> funny. Her, her boobs can tell the weather. Freaking funny. She's great in the whole movie. I mean, I, I don't think there's a scene with her like shine, like with her, her in the spotlight that I'm not, I didn't enjoy. Yeah. Uh, boo, you whore. It's such a great line. And it's, it's something. Again, I'm it's her face sure that I've makes seen. that line good. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure it's something I have said to somebody when they tell me no. They're just like, ah, boo, you suck. Um, Burn book fallout slash gym assembly. This is great. 
It was good. All I like the twist too of her yeah. like doing it and it being her pick. I mean, that was well, well done. Mm-hmm. Um, the way they frame it, they frame it. Pause it, it there and see if you can see whose name she's writing before she flips the picture around. Mm-hmm. But I never get it so that you can actually tell. <laughs> yeah, it's like they do it just right to where that you think the setup is she's going to put Lindsay Lohan there or Katie, but she does it. She puts her there, plays victim, tells on 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 her, shows it to the principal, and then. Um, throws all the pages across, makes copies and everyone goes crazy. And of course the principal coming out with the, the baseball. Bat. He He's, he's great. I think Tim yeah. Meadows is, is hilarious in it. And the whole time, just like, what did we watch recently with Tim Meadows? Cause I brought him up. Maybe we, we talked about a trailer of his or something. I don't know, but we've um, talked about Walk Hard er, and uh, yeah, and, and I don't use a poker in. face. And then I, every time I see him, I was like, uh, "Ooh, it's a lady." Yeah, it's a lady's night. man. I mean, I play ladies' man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So freaking funny. The whole like, people make fun of me because I have to buy like bigger tampons because I have a a heavy flow because I have a wide set vagina and the, just the eye roll and it's like, okay, I'm not doing this. <laughs> Let me give it to you. You handle this. Um, the she doesn't even go here. Yeah, <laughs> He's wearing funny. the sunglasses and the hoodie, and it's like, yeah, it's great. a lot of emotions. Yeah. <laughs> Tina Fey is great in the. I mean, she obviously she yeah. she nailed the screenplay, but her performance in it's awesome too. She's very cool in it. Well, the whole sequence too is about you know female empowerment and staying together and being there to support each other and not going at each other's throats. Cause it gives everyone else the excuse to do the same thing. You um, also see like, again, this is another thing that hits really differently as an adult now than it did in high school. Um, Tina Fey suddenly being responsible for this stupid idea of the principles to let's talk about our lady problems. And then she's, he can't handle it immediately nopes it off to her. And uh, now she has to come up with some productive workshop on the spot to help these girls through their issues when she didn't want to be a part of it to begin with. And it's just, it's just really funny to watch her like shake it off and kind of embrace that role and then step into it. Yeah. Take ownership and leadership really quickly. And then of course the ending of this always gets me because I remember the first time I watched it, like Corey and Sarah's reaction when um, Gretchen, or not Gretchen, um, uh, Regina. Regina, thank you. Regina gets hit by the bus. And that's the day that Regina died. And I was like, oh my God. The first time I saw her, I was like, oh my God. What just happened? And then, of course, she doesn't die, but it just it was so shocking. Was not expecting that at all. Yeah. Um, that's what I kind of forgot. I, I knew it was coming when it was coming, but I forgot about it. And I think on the, you know, my really messy rewatch, considering I had barely seen the movie in full when she almost gets hit at the beginning, you know, cause like, yeah, which, which is also a pretty funny scene. I think, um, I think I, I mean, that's good foreshadowing, but I think I, I forget it threw they, me off a little bit. They allude to it quite a bit. There's a couple of mm-hmm. lines and stuff like that. As they say as well. 
Um, last one we have is Katie's speech. It's yeah. feel good. Yeah, it's feel good. It's really nice. It's really sweet. Delivers at home with a good punch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it's really nice, really sweet, and uh, makes the the movie end on a, a really good note. Um, but out of all these sequences, guys, which one's your favorite? I mean, I love the Danny DeVito joke. I think that's funny, but I, yeah. I don't want that to be my favorite. I, I uh, you Listen, have one in mind, Carly? If, already? If you don't take the my God, Danny DeVito, let me work. So Which I, one you can my, my favorite scene or my favorite moment is the Planned Parenthood moment in the in the mall. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a huge moment. That's probably one yeah. of the most famous things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. I feel like that's probably the number one thing I've heard, um, like like quoted or whatever. You know, really? you know what? Like that you'll get pregnant and die. No, 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 no. But, um, oh. Where they're they're in the mall and they see Jason with the other girl Taylor, um, and Regina says to uh, Gretchen, "Oh no, he's not going to blow you off like that." And then calls Taylor's mom pretending to be from Planned Parenthood and says, can you have Taylor call me back? Her test results are in. Uh, And then it's, oh no, she's not dating anybody now. Like that just, that totally encapsulates the mean girl that is Regina George. You know, Taylor didn't do anything wrong. She's just this innocent bystander in this scenario. And uh, this isn't like a little spreading a rumor about you in high school thing. She just called her mom pretending to be a doctor and blew this girl's life up. And, yeah, that's and funny. Jason that doesn't suffer in that situation at all. Right. Like he, no. he doesn't get any of the flack there. So it's, I think that's just the perfect, like instant thought. She didn't have to plan it or anything. She just knew instantly what she was going to do. And it was the most evil thing that one could possibly imagine doing in that situation. So I, I just think that's the perfect character moment for her. And I love it, but. That, that is a great moment. That, 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 great that moment. was, I, I didn't remember that the first time I seen it. What I'm saying is the most quoted thing. I thought you were talking about like the, if you have mm-hmm. sex, you'll get pregnant and die because yeah. I feel like that's yeah. probably don't, the Don't do it sitting down. Don't heavily. Do it sitting out. Just don't do it. Here's some condoms. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, <laughs> uh, and then, you know, the other quoted thing, which has been just, regal has just ruined it which is that you can't sit with us i i <laughs> regal that opening promo every god it's of gone the quotes, yes. that it is ruined god so it. hey you got i bring it up every week because i hate it yeah it's the worst uh, thank you. i'm glad it's gone um yeah i'll go danny devito then since since okay that if you're like the if you're gonna go that because that's if you weren't gonna go that direction i was because i, mm. I love that line um i think for me then i will go I will go with the Burnbrook Fallout Gem Assembly. Yeah, that's so good. That was that'd probably be my next one. Yeah, I think those are three really good scenes that encapsulate the movie. Um, worst scenes and moments. I only have two here, and it's the coach and the student get caught making out. Like it's just kind of gross. Yeah, it's probably not necessary. It's not and that it's funny. It's not, it's not worth the joke. Yeah, it's played up to be funny. And in the context, even then for me, like that's not funny back then, but like, especially today, it's not funny. That would be serious. Yeah. And even, I mean, even if you can, you know, give it a, you know, 
give it the benefit of the doubt of the joke yeah. or whatever from when we were 14 years whatever it, it's still just like not worth the it's 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 not worth the laugh because no. it's not that funny even even if you can take a step back and not be offended by it it's still just not that funny no movie's fine without it yeah um i'm a pusher don't like this Mm-mm. remind me of this i'm a pusher um it's the scene where she's telling her because she knows that she's flunking on purpose. Like oh. flunking her math tests on purpose where she like tells her a bunch of stuff like letting her in on her personal life and telling her, oh, I'm going to push you because I know there's more to you. Like it tries to come off as like a uh, empowering speech from a teacher, like, you know, someone that believes in you, but it doesn't really come across that way. It comes across as just like little too much yeah. oversharing gotcha. and a little overacted i think yeah. um those are the only two though that i have for this this is generally like a, a very breezy movie that i don't really have a lot of problems with i definitely go coach yeah i do too yeah i continue uh, to, best... to hate the animal scenes they're so bad the animal scenes Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially the one where Katie envisions tackling Regina and you just see Gretchen in the background going, it's the <laughs> most bizarre Like, I think, it's, I think they're funny, but I get it. Um, best performance. I think this is easy. I think it's Rachel McAdams. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think that's probably the right answer. Um, that's, when I was trying to think of what I was going to give these awards to, she's who I ended up on. But I mean, I've, I've mentioned Amanda Seyfried several times. Yeah. I really, really enjoyed her in it. Yeah. She's like the funny character that I don't feel enough people talk about. Yeah. I mean, but Regina George is a more, it's a, it's a better performance. I, I, forgets I, about I do. Her she's such a slut. Yeah. Such a both of them are such a great performances, but Rachel McAdams, this the entire year was a big year for her. Two very mm-hmm. iconic roles, uh, in this and the notebook, regardless of my feelings on the notebook. Um, she's great at eye roll from, from Carly, <laughs> my husband who will not watch the notebook with me because <laughs> he insists it's not a romantic movie. <laughs> it's not, it's not at all. It is so messed up. It is abusive. It is ridiculous. The old couple portion of it is incredibly sweet and romantic. The younger characters. You don't think it's romantic that they grew past their flaws together and became the older couple? Okay, that part is. But everything leading up to that point, not so much. Okay, I'm sorry. We'll stop. Uh, (laughs) No, but I will watch any other romantic movie you you want me to watch with you you know i'm a sucker for romance absolutely um the does this make sense award um do kids still do three-way call attacks were you ever a victim of one of these walker because i was oh i'm sure i was i was i mean i i've definitely been on a three-way call yeah muted or 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 with someone i mean i've definitely done this before yeah uh, um, I, I and I'm sure I've been 
I've never awarely. I mean, I don't have the awareness of me being a victim of it, but uh, I'm sure I was. Uh, and I'm sure kids have even more vicious ways to do it now. Yeah, social media exists. I was just thinking that the number of three-way call attacks that I saw professionally just in, even in the past few weeks where it's it's not a three-way call, it's a BCC on an email, and we do this as adults mm. constantly. Mm. <laughs> like, this is still our, our way God, to go. That is, yeah, you know, it's funny. The BCC, I always... Sometimes it, it feels like an appropriate time to, to to do it. And every time I'm like, is this bullshit? Should I just not do it? Like, is this <laughs> a lame move? Like, and then I and then I, I feel like I guess I wouldn't get caught, but if I if I did, I would feel like kind of embarrassed that I did it. Right. Can you even three way call on an iPhone? I don't I don't know how to do that. Yeah, you yeah. Can. yeah you, you can. can. Yeah. Yeah, you just like flip lines and then click merge calls. But I don't know if it would like show up as two people calling you. Um, it usually, no. well, I don't think it does, actually. I think it's just one person calling you. And then usually when that's happened to me, it's like, hey, this person's on the line. Let's talk. Um, it's never. I mean, my guess is most kids don't even have the phone app on their home screen. I guess they just don't even use it. They don't. They're like, why are you calling me? Is it an emergency? <laughs> yeah. It's like the joke in 21 Jump Street. The only people who call are like my grandma. <laughs> Which is now an old movie. So, Oh, God, it is. And it just makes that that makes me feel old because that was my that was my favorite high school movie, even though it came out like three months before I was about to graduate high school. That was the one. Um, would kids today understand the pain of a skipping CD? I mean, I, mean, I guess I guess the, the most relevant thing would be like a buffering video. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or if they have like, you know, a Blu-ray or a 4K disc playing and it skips and you're like, ah, son of a. But like, I don't think a lot of kids get Blu-rays and 4Ks. I think that's just people like me. I do too. Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't even get them, do you? No. I th man, when Redbox came out in like 2009, I was like, dude, that's done. I was like, no one's doing that anymore. <laughs> I, mean, I was wrong, obviously, but um, uh, I, 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 I haven't. I don't have a physical collection. I do realize it's kind of the cool thing for movie guys to do now, but movie people. I, I, yeah, I, I have a an entire movie collection over there that I've sorted through, um, but I need to, I need to put them somewhere. We'll figure it out. That's the problem. They just take up so much space. But yeah, I think buffering, like you said, would probably be the closest thing. Um, there's I a line in this. Understand what was happening in that scene? Maybe, maybe current high school kids would, but I don't think current no. middle schoolers would. If they're up no. there dancing and all of a sudden they just hear the the skip. It's like a VHS tape. Would they even know what that is? Probably. Yeah, I mean, probably they probably. Know. I, I mean, I remember like my parents always. Yeah. yeah, and like records and stuff. And I mean, I I, I remember my parents being like, "Do you even know what that is?" Like a like a record player, and, and I and I did, and mm -hmm. I um. But I I don't know. I mean, we are. It's nuts. I mean, I apparently like last year or the year before that was the first year since like ninety one or something that records outsold CDs. <laughs> wow. Ouch. 
That's crazy. Well, they're becoming big again. Like I see more records in stores now than I see CDs. People love listening to them like that. I guess the sound is clearer. Yeah, it's just people being vintage and hipstery. I think it just it just kind of comes back around to be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a line in this movie where like Gret or I keep wanting to call her Gretchen, but Regina is like over a size five and she feels like she's not attractive anymore. And she's like, oh, I'm fat now. And I'm like, no, no one would think that. I mean, maybe some people might would think that, but like it's such a ridiculous thing to to think like, oh, I'm a size six. I'm no longer attractive. I'll be no. a size seven. I think her delivery of the line. Yeah. A size seven. I, I think her delivery of the line is kind of funny, though. I mean, I think she's like, it's five. Stop. <laughs> like, I think that, I think it's she 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 nails the line. I mean, and it's I, I mean, yeah, obviously it's insane. But the whole yeah. their whole premise is insane. The whole, um, yeah. So I, I, I mean, I think I think it plays to her character, though. Yeah, I think it's definitely a status thing, too. I mean, you see Regina's family is obviously quite wealthy. Um, and this is a high end store. And I mean, high end stores are kind of known for not being very size inclusive, uh, at least especially in the early 2000s. That was a thing. And shopping at mm-hmm. a 135 or a place that is known for that is kind of a status symbol. I mean, to this day, Abercrombie clothes, the sizes run significantly smaller than the same size in a different brand. So it's like a, it's like a status item. I think even more so than her, than her feeling a certain way about her body. I think it's her feeling a certain way about what she can, what she can publicly present. You know, she can't go to that store anymore. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely buy that. I never thought about it from that perspective. Good point. Um, do you guys think anyone would call Regina a fat ass actually? Just Regina. I, I, I don't think so. Cause she gets called that, but it's like, I, I, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if a girl's being like, mean, maybe to get at her. If she had used that insult towards somebody in the past and then they see an opportunity like because it's obviously getting to her then that's one way i guess like it yeah. could happen but yeah okay i buy that um a weird how moment. realistic is that assemb- assembly i mean i i mean even i don't think they're i mean i don't think it's very realistic but i also uh, don't think it would it would it would necessarily be as uh, productive as they portray it to be to air out dirty laundry in front of the entire school from each group of people. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we had something similar happen where there was like a senior prank and then there was another senior prank and then there was another senior prank and that one did not go very well. Uh, and the principal came over the intercom and was like, all right, no senior is leaving this parking lot or I forget how he phrased it until someone confesses of what, what happened here. Um, but there was no assembly held. There was no nothing like that held. Um, but it was something along those lines. Hmm. Um, 
So it's sort of realistic, but to the degree in which it takes place in this film, I, I, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm trying to envision that from the perspective of a teacher. I mean, my students are a little bit older, not too much. And um, what I love about that scene is, is Tina Fey, uh, I'm sorry, Ms. Norbury improvising. You see her kind of try something and then backstep and say, well, no, well, what we can do today is this. And she's totally making up her lesson plan on the fly. And yeah, that's very realistic. That happens all the time. Um, but I think the students actually responding to it and act like I have asked classes to close their eyes and think about something before and about, I don't know, 10% of them will close their eyes for four seconds and then they'll glance around and see that nobody else's eyes are shut and then they'll glare at me. So it's like, I I just don't think that they would actually get the buy-in. I think that they would sit there and, and sulk and not talk about their personal problems with their friend group because a teacher told them to. Yeah. It seems very idealistic and that, that might be why I love it because I I'm an idealistic person, but um, yeah. To that degree, the buy-in and stuff like that, especially from kids, it's like you tell, as we know, a two-year-old to do something. It's like, no, but you, even as you get older, sometimes it gets worse. You tell a teenager to do something usually to do the opposite exact opposite um yeah and the more you tell them you should do this the more they rebel um <clears throat> so, like yeah, said, uh, they probably shouldn't do that they, they probably shouldn't yeah. publicly announce every intimate detail of their lives in a, in a school assembly no usually when you you throw shit around like that everyone just ends up covered in shit <laughs> right That's so funny. It never ends up ending well. Um, but out of all these scenes, does this make sense of what I mean? We kind of explain that do kids still do three-way call attacks? I imagine they kind of do. Would kids understand the pain of a skipping CD? I'm sure that they would. Um, you explained very uh, very well the whole My Size 5 issue. And no, You explained that very well, Carly, so I don't, I don't really have an issue there anymore. Would no one call Regina uh, a fat ass. Like, once again, Carly, you explained that very well. I I could see a kid saying like, yeah, calling her that just again under her skin. Um, so I think how realistic is that assembly? I don't think it's very realistic. I think that's got to be the, the award. What do you guys think? I agree. I yeah. think that's the move. Yeah. yeah. All right. MVP of the movie. Who you got, Walker? I mean, I, I, I ended up on Tina Fey. I mean, I think the, the I mean, I, I thought the screenplay is so relevant for the time and even still it plays and um, and her even her performance in it and her character are great. So I, I think it's um, I, I mean, Tina Fey is the winner for me. Yeah. Winner for me as well. Uh, this movie is in her debt. Like the direction's good, the direct the, the performances are really good, but the performances are really good not only because the actors are are good in them, it's because of what's on the written page. And what's on the written page is excellent because what Tina Fey has done is tapped into something that I think is a little bit timeless. Granted, you know, you don't have inter- internet's not as big in this movie, right? You see computers, you see all that stuff, but it's different. But there's this timeless quality that these clicks and these things like that, they still probably 
exist in schools. I'm, I don't talk to high schoolers these days, but I'm sure that they still exist. Hey, buddy. <laughs> I'm going Tina Fey to vice president. <laughs> vice president Tina Fey. <laughs> what do you think? Stand behind me staring. Sorry. No, you're fine. <laughs> no, that didn't derail us. He, he, he's the special guest of this show. <laughs> what do you think, Carly? I'm sorry. What was the question? I got totally distracted by Q puppy. <laughs> uh, MVP of the movie. Oh, Tina Fey for sure. Yeah. I mean, the, those those one-liners are just the whole movie. I mean, the, there's heart and soul in the characters, but mm-hmm. it comes through in in those moments in the script, I think, for sure. Yeah. It, it is a tight, very well-written script. I think that's why it has that timeless quality to it. Um, but at the end of the day, guys, why would you recommend this movie? I think it's a modern day classic. I think it's, um, I mean, there's a reason I have barely seen this movie or seen it in parts or anything. And I knew, I know like almost every line in the movie. And I know specifically like the, the context of the line, Glen Coco, you can't sit with us on Wednesdays. We wear, we wear pink. Um, so you agree. You think you're pretty, I mean, there's so many that I, I mean, I knew were coming and there's a reason because they're, they're just iconic lines from iconic characters. Mm-hmm. Um, somehow it balances being a time capsule of 2004, but still being relevant and playing today, which is a wild balance to be able to, to work out. Um, uh, so I, I think it's definitely just something you gotta see. Yeah, I agree. I think it, it's just so, it's just old enough to where it feels nostalgic for people like us, but it's still relevant enough to where people that are growing up now can cling to it and get some lessons from it. Um, and as someone who often struggles with high school movies, because you know, my high school experience was very unique because I was homeschooled for five years and then I went straight to high school. So it's a very, it creates a very unique experience and I have trouble sometimes relating to high school movies and not feeling accurate, I think because of that, but mean girls and 21 jump street are like my two favorite high school movies, because I feel like it's less of a, like Carly talked about earlier, reliving the glory days or being like what you talked about earlier, Walker with the, Hey, fellow kids with the skateboard on my back. It's it feels very authentic to the time and to um, the characters. And I think that's why movies like like Mean Girls um, have lived on in, in our pop culture because they're still very relevant to today. And I think that that's why I would recommend this movie. It's really great. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you think about the so much of our dialogue that has come from from this movie specifically and the number of cultural references that you might not get if you haven't seen haven't seen the film and haven't seen those in context specifically um i'm thinking of get in loser we're going shopping and how i've seen that on bumper stickers and in a few other places and i've actually had somebody ask me like i think this is really funny but i don't know what it's from it's that's from mean girls that's a whole thing. Um, but it really is 
that moment for our generation where you can you can see your your high school experience reflected in there. I mean, everything from the costume design to the way they talk to each other to the things that they joke about and kind of the, the roles that they embody. They say some stuff that is absolutely not okay and shouldn't be okay anymore, um, but was exactly the kind of not okay thing that you would hear in a high school hallway in 2004, 2002. Um, and it, it just kind of gives you that moment where yeah in a in a very stylized way this was the experience um so I, I think that's a that's a valuable part yeah absolutely I agree. that was well said yeah. Yeah, great greatly said carly so weird calling you carly <laughs> so weird don't like it yeah let's not do that anymore yeah <laughs> Oh, well, we got anything else? I'm all tapped out, man. Yeah. Very cool. Well, I think that does it for this week. Uh, thank you for joining us, Carly. Thank you for um, having me. It was fun. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, babe. Yeah. Uh, thank you all again for listening. If you're hearing this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, thanks for watching. If you're catching us on YouTube, be sure to like and subscribe for more movie talk each week and let us know below. What did you think of Mean Girls 2004? Have you seen the new Mean Girls? What did you think of that? Uh, but with that said, it's been Ben and Walker and Carly, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. We're Fetch. <laughs>